Well, babe, you're officially a mom. And you're officially a dad. <laughs> so my wife, Angela, is definitely my favorite blogger and YouTuber extraordinaire. And she's a pretty amazing wife, I must add. And my guess is that a lot of you may have seen my husband, Matt, on TV or in the movies. Wyatt from Timeless, Liam from 90210, anyone? Chicago from Pitch Perfect 3. I mean, he's bringing the sexy. All right, all right. So if you guys didn't know, Angela and I created a podcast called Hello Bump to chronicle our journey as expecting first-time parents. We really just started it for something for us to look back on, but we ended up really loving our weekly chat. Yeah, so much so that we couldn't stop there. I mean, now is the fun part, right? Now is the payoff for the nine months of pregnancy. Now is where our life begins. We have a brand new beautiful baby girl and we are so in love. And we want you guys to come on this new journey with us of figuring out, frankly, how to raise this little thing. We know it's going to be tough at times, but we also know the rewards are great. We're going to be chatting week to week about the joys and the struggles of learning how to do this parenting thing. I'm pretty sure we're going to mess up a lot. But from every mistake comes a lesson that we can pass on to you. So join us in this wild ride as we undertake our newest challenge, parenthood. Hello, Hello baby. baby. <laughs> Hello, baby. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode number 24 of your favorite podcast ever made. In the history of podcasts? In the history of podcasts wow. or radio shows. Wow. Or television shows or movies. Wow. <laughs> hello, uh, hello, baby. Podcast. I'm your co-host, Matt Lanter. Across from me in my office our office, but technically we say this is my office because you kind of have your own upstairs. Mm -hmm. I do. We also consider this the Hello Gorgeous Studios. Mm -hmm. Across from me is my wife, Angela Lanter. That is me. We had a baby together um, on purpose. And uh, <laughs> and her name is McKinley. She's seven months old. Yep. And so now we are basically experts at all things raising kids. Yeah. And um, we're here to talk about stuff like that. But today, uh, we think we're actually going to talk about we're gonna we're gonna rewind it a little bit and talk about the time when Angela was in the hospital giving birth and what we packed in our hospital bags. Yes. Yeah, so what was in mine? What was in yours? What was in babies? Yeah. And. Like the things that were necessary. Well, we still did, we still didn't really decide. Now you've done this video on your YouTube. Yeah, I did. It's Angela Lanter on YouTube. If you guys want to search it, you definitely you you did everything that. Oh, hey, here's what I packed in general. But you're saying that what we should do today is 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 tell the people, give the people what they want. Tell uh, them what was necessary. What was necessary and what we actually used. Yeah, because like we overpacked so badly. And there's a lot of videos and a lot of stuff on the internet telling you what you should pack. But we're just going to break it down and tell you what we actually used. Mm -hmm. Forget about what we packed because we think we overpacked. Uh, but here's what we used, okay? And, and here's what you actually need. So I think we, uh, without further ado, we just need to hop into this thing. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. All right, we're back, and uh, let me just set this little scene here. It's afternoon, baby's sleeping. Well, she's supposed to be sleeping. We've got her on the little monitor here, and she's yelling and screaming, not crying, just yelling and screaming and playing, not wanting to sleep. So 
we found this time to fit this podcast in in between trying to raise a kid and and other businesses and doing stuff. Which what that means is that we might have to take a, a, a brief break? little quick uh, I don't know. break to do to go tend to her because hey. um, she's currently got her feet outside of her bassinet as we speak. Perfect. All right. Well, hey, real quick, I came across an article this week that I thought was worth talking about. You know when you get that feeling like you just want to eat your baby? <laughs> I mean, I want to eat her cheeks. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like your baby's so cute mm-hmm. or something is so freaking cute that you you want to eat it and almost borderline literally want to eat it. Mm-hmm. You, you you know, you like talk about wanting to chomp their toes or eat their little cheekies or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I, I know this is weird, but it might not be as weird as you think it is. Really? Yeah. And here's the reason. I came across a BuzzFeed article. The headline is, there's actually a scientific reason you sometimes want to eat your baby or puppy. It's called cute aggression. And the struggle is real. What? Were you going to say something? I was trying to decipher if you said acute, like the word acute, A-C-U-E-T, or C-U-T-E, or cute. Cute. Okay. Cute aggression. Okay. Okay. So uh, it's also known, known as dimorphous, dimorphous expression. Wait, dimorphous expressions can be a helpful tool in controlling our emotions, according to findings by psychological scientists at Yale University. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yale. I mean, that's that's a pretty accredited, smart place. Mm-hmm. I, these people know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So she's, there's a person, a lead researcher. Her name's Oriana Aragon. Okay. She's quoted as saying, we regulate emotions in a lot of different ways. Sometimes we try to rethink the situation. Sometimes we try to push our emotions down with sheer will. Sometimes we remove ourselves from the situation that's causing the emotions. And with this new discovery, we are figuring out that sometimes we respond with the opposite expression of what we feel. And that seems to help to balance us back out. So basically what this whole thing is saying is the reason that you want to eat your baby is because it's so extremely cute that your brain is supplying the opposite version of that, which is, uh, well, that's weird. I wouldn't say what, what are the opposite of cute to eat? It doesn't make sense, but it says you want to gnaw on that cute baby's cute face because you literally can't stand how cute it is <laughs> and the urge to bite is your brain's weird way of handling the cuteness. That's really weird because I don't look at food and think that's cute. I want to eat it. Do you know what I mean? Um, sometimes if it's really pretty late, like really pretty laid out, you kind of want to eat it. Like plated nicely. <laughs> yeah, like that's why restaurants maybe do presentation. Like a visual yeah. presentation. I'll be honest. I'm lying about that. I don't care how the food I don't really either. looks. I don't I care more about the way it smells. What I hate is when you go to a restaurant and the, the presentation is like amazing and it comes in like a, well, listen, if it's in some flaming boat or anything that's basically flaming, I'm very impressed. Consider me impressed. I'm impressed when there's flowers. I'm impressed when there's flames. Okay. So, uh, you so know. So we like, give two Fs. Yeah. If it if it's F and F and. <laughs> flowers or flames. Yeah. If it's, if it's F and. Then, you like uh, what I did there? Then I'll F with it. You like what I did there? I love what you did. 
Uh, anyway, so that's... We've got an angry child right now, guys. I, in case, I keep turning it down. I'm watching You're her on the have... monitor. I don't know what I'm going to do with her. She's just refusing to nap. You're going to have to mute it. Okay. Well, so... I'm watching her very closely. Okay. Um. Anyway. But past that, I don't care how it looks. Just give the food to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel. I don't, I don't look at something and think, oh my gosh, that's so cute. I need to eat it. Right. No. So I don't think that that makes sense to me personally. Just just my opinion. Okay. Let's hop into these uh, hospital bags. I almost said makeup bags because my brain is so attuned to the word bag be being with cosmetics or makeup. Okay. So do you want to do your bag must-haves first or should I do mine first? Um, You can do yours first. Okay. So first off is, and these are going to be repeats from the um, YouTube video if you guys have already seen my YouTube video. But it's a different audience here. Possibly. So number one was the boppy pillow. And if you don't know what a boppy pillow is, then uh, you must not be a parent because I feel like everybody has a boppy pillow the at boppy this point. The boppy pillow is like a horseshoe typed pillow that kind of goes around your torso. It's used it for- It wraps a, around your waist perfectly. For a multitude of things. Mm -hmm. uh, but what is the reason that you are saying the boppy pillow? Nursing. It, okay. it gives your arms a break. And it also, in turn, because your arms are getting a break, it's it's helping your upper body. So think about the fact that you have gone from never having to, like, if you're a new parent, like, carry around this little football everywhere. Yeah, and they're light. But I'll, let me tell you. it It's taxing. Yeah, it is. After, after like, a while, even if they're only, whatever, 10 pounds or 12 pounds when they're born or, you know, 17 or 20 like she is approaching now, it's a lot of poundage. Mm-hmm. It is. And so as she grows... It doesn't seem to be getting any easier on my back. So when I nurse her or when we give her a bottle at bedtime, it's just a support. We still put our arm underneath of her, but it's a resting thing. And when, after birth, whether that you're doing it vaginally or um, cesarean, you're nursing, you're still and, and you're still going to be tired, though. And that's a right. lot that your body's gone through. Yeah. So for, for me, it was a dual purpose. The boppy worked, served a purpose against my incision in the hospital because if I needed to cough or sneeze, I would hold it against my incision. So to, to kind of protect it and make it feel better. Mm, okay. But then it also helped as, you know, I nursed her and well, attempted to learn how to nurse her. And we still use it every single day. Yep, still. And she's seven months old. And I think that for you, you use it just as much as I use it. When I give her a bottle, yeah. yeah. For you, and in the hospital, which is why we're including in the hospital bag, is 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 the nursing. But um, you know, babies cluster feed when they're first born, Ugh. which literally means they're they're kind of on your boob like every hour. Some, sometimes the... more, sometimes less. But there is a lot of nursing going on. Whoever the jerk is who created, invented cluster feeding, <laughs> as lightning strikes you down. Ugh, the worst. So, um, yeah, that's a good one, the boppy. Yeah. Number two is gel soothies. If you don't know what these are, it's another breastfeeding thing. They are literally stick-on pads that go onto your nipples. And I stored mine in the fridge so that they were cold. You can use them for 72 hours. After 72 hours, you need to replace them. And they just are a cool relief on your nipples. And that's, again, because the cluster feeding, and she's trying to nurse so much that your nipples are sore. Yes. And the gel, they also, they supply, the hospital will supply these pads, right? Or well, the, or the did, lanolin cream? Ours did. I packed two different types of lanolin cream because I read everywhere that that was what saved people's nipples. It did nothing for me. And the nurse could see my frustration. I was cracking. I was bleeding. I was in so much pain. And um, she said, try these. And then I literally threw all of my lanolin cream, cream away. I still have gel soothies in the fridge just in case like 
I, you know, cause she's getting into that biting thing right now, which is yet another nightmare. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I can first see me using those again in the near future. Cause she bit me like, what was it? Five times last night. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it was bad. Okay. So the hospital, at least our hospital did supply Ours these did. cooling gel pads. Yeah, but, but I it, don't think every hospital does, but it might, some hospitals might not. And yeah. you found it so essential that you feel like just pack it. I would okay. absolutely. And y'all, I'll post all of this on, on the blog too. Okay. I'll, I'll do a link. Cool. Um, What's next for you? So next is a roller bag. So the reason that I'm saying that is having your suitcase on rollers, because if you are in labor and husband's not, mm. you're, you're freaking out. You got stuff to do. I, I purposely used a carry on bag that had rollers so that it was more convenient for us to bring to into the hospital and out of the hospital. Interesting. Because after an incision, I thought, I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I'd be rolled out in a wheelchair or if I would walk out. But regardless, I didn't want the the heaviness of a bag. So that was really important to me. Yeah, and I mean, the I brand I have is Cowpack. That's what we took. And I, I liked it. It was like hard, the hard case. So. I suppose that's a, a good idea because it saved me from having to carry so all much t- other tons stuff. of stuff. Yeah. You had camera equipment, your bag, yeah. baby diaper bag, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Next on the list for me is nursing pajamas. So you're going to have to help me out here. But day I was in labor, I was in hospital gown. Then I believe the day after labor, I was also in a hospital gown. I think day two after baby came is when I got up and put PJs on. So day two and day three, I think I was in my nursing PJs. Mm -hmm. Does that sound right? It sounds right. And what's that reason? I assume it's because you want to feel more normal. Well, I wanted pants on. I was cold. Okay. I was constantly cold. I mean, you know, they keep hospitals like a refrigerator. Um, my PJs that I wore were Costa Bella brand, which are like this super soft, comfy. They had the nursing top, which if you're new to this, it's like little snappies at the bra strap that snaps down for easy access for the baby. Um, that was just a must have for me. And I packed two pairs. So next up on the list, this was... This is on my must have just in case you do get up and move around more than I did. I didn't, I, they made me get up and walk a little bit. So I, I ended up using um, the grippy socks, but mm. slippers are mm. important for some people because mm-hmm. if you are more mobile than I was, then you're going to want to have slippers. Mm. Um, if you do plan on taking a shower, like an actual get in the shower, shower, take a pair of flip flops. I packed them, but then I didn't actually do a shower. We did a sponge bath. And that worked fine with me. Um, yeah. I did my first shower when I came home. Yeah. Um, and it didn't. I didn't miss having a shower there. Um, you packed a pair too, just so that you don't forget. Um, just in case you took a shower at the hospital, but you didn't end yeah. up doing that. You ended up coming home. Well, I'll get to that. Yeah. Makeup. Now listen. You don't need false lashes. You don't need. <laughs> you don't need all your spackle and everything like that. And this is coming from a beauty blogger, y'all. But what you do need is your essentials because there's going to be photos. And on the off chance that you do feel well enough to put some makeup on, have it with you. Just just the essentials. Like I'm talking like BB cream, concealer, maybe a little mascara, maybe a little powder and a little lip color. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, maybe I, a little blush. I would say that sort of goes along with pajamas on on the different theme of just trying to feel like normal and like more like yourself as opposed to being in a hospital for three to four days it if 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 it makes you feel better or feel normal or feel better about yourself to have like a little foundation on or to have your own pajamas then 
I think that's kind of an overall theme that a lot of times when you pack for the hospital, that's it's like a good thing to try to follow. Yeah. Now, if you do have a, a vaginal birth and everything goes as planned, I mean, some people get out as soon as like less than 24 hours. Like it's a it's quick crazy. thing. But um, if you are C-section, then you need to plan to be there up to five days. So mm. just keep that in mind. Uh, next on my list, which this is probably a duplicate for use chargers. You know, it's everybody needs it. And if you're taking your phone, you need a charger. If you're taking your laptop, you need a charger, yada, yada. Next on the list is, that's pretty much it for me, actually. Really? Yeah, I'm going to baby next. Because really, what more do you need? The hospital is going to provide it. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, you need the essentials, like, if you want them, underwear. Mm -hmm. But actually, you don't, because the hospital gives you underwear. The hospital gives you these mesh panties that are super attractive, like, I saved some actually for later tonight if you want me to rock those for you. I'd love that. Thank you. <laughs> They're awful. Can't wait. They're not attractive. They're but they are comfortable. They don't rub your incision if you do have a C-section. Um they give you they provide you with the pads that you need because yes, you will bleed after you give birth whether you're having a C-section or a vaginal. Nobody told me that. You have a straight up period for 6 weeks after birth. That's just how it is. Uh, so they give you the pads, they give you the underwear, they give you the grippy socks, they give you a hospital gown. Um, what else is there that, that like you really need other than those things because they're feeding you. Yeah. And if you, they aren't, then the husband runs out and gets you stuff. I mean, I, I can't really speak to what you need for birth, for labor because we were a planned C-section. So I didn't need the things like, you know, a bouncy ball or whatever, mm -hmm. or like the rubber, like the the massager thing for the back pain and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. right. yeah. Okay. Well, you want me to go and, and say what was in my bag? Yeah. Boy, she's really crying up there, isn't she? <sighs> I think I might have to go take a break and tend to her. Okay. Her foot is literally up and out of the bassinet. <laughs> All right. So we put this on pause. We'll Let's, come back. I'll come back. We all have our favorite photos, the ones that we cherish and adore. So here is a question for you. Wouldn't you love to see those special photos that are sitting on your phone or your computer displayed on your wall? I have so many awesome photos from 30A. I know. They're just beautiful and they're just sitting on my phone. And I've been looking for cool ways to decorate using photos that I'd taken rather than using someone else's artwork. Yeah. So Canvas People has been the solution to that. It's something new, different, and unique for my home with just a special personal touch. Yep. I know you guys are going to love Canvas People, okay? The, they We have a special code that you can use to get 11 by 14 Canvas People print for free. That's a $69.99 value. All you have to do is pay shipping and handling. To get your own 11 by 14 Canvas, just visit canvaspeople.com and use our special code baby that is b a b y that's a special limited offer for today's listeners so to go get your free print go to canvaspeople.com today and use code baby all right we're actually back from a small break that we took to get baby girl back to sleep and she's snoozing now we're seeing her on the monitor she's in it's her like, snoo i knew it would happen i knew that she you just knew it would happen i snoo it would happen she nursed for like maybe four minutes and was out. I knew that that was what was going on. What was the deal? What do you think? She just wanted that comfort, I guess. She just does that sometimes. But the this week, she's been so good about nap time that I put her down like drowsy, but 
awake mm-hmm. and she just goes to sleep, doesn't make a peep, just goes to sleep. Our last podcast was on sleep aggression. We, she's over we it. feel like she's getting out of it now. Oh, I think she's over it. She's been having some great nights. I, um, I emailed with our sleep coach and she's she said that she feels like she's on the, the best track, like she's doing fantastic. Hmm. So Okay, good. Well, let's continue then. Angela kind of gave her rundown. Her spiel. Her spiel. Let's hop into what the dude needs to bring. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Uh, number one, because I'm a techie, I'm a gearhead. Is gearhead the right term or is that more like a I actually don't thing? know what that means. Well, it just means that you're into the tech. You're into the gear. You know, you're into the. So what I'm going to say is bring the camera. And along with the camera, bring the extra batteries. And memory card. And memory card and battery charger. Look, I don't care if you have one battery that came with your camera. Go buy a second freaking battery Mm -hmm. and charge that sucker up. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse. That's right. No excuse for not having a camera. You'll never get those moments back. Never. You can't recreate that I mean, honestly, I went all out. I brought too much stuff. I brought like, I brought, well, you guys heard if you listen to Hello, uh, uh, well, actually, we did it on the beginning of Hello Baby. We 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 took sounds from the hospital room and even from the um, the delivery room. I I brought microphones. I brought multiple cameras, chargers, and you know what? That was overkill for me. But I would not change it because I at any spur of the moment I might get inspired to take a certain photo or with a certain lens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you'll never get that time that's, back. That's really how we live our lives, though. You you kind of always have an array of. Of lenses will be do, travel. but that's what I mean. I'm a I'm a techie guy, gear You're guy. Not, but that's also like what we do as for our business. So that makes sense. Okay, but I'm saying even if you're not, I don't care. Bring it. It's the birth of your child. Bring yeah. it. That's important. Yep, yep. Yep. Phone and charger. Clearly, gotta have both. There's gonna be a lot of times where you know you might not want to watch the TV in the room, or the TV in our room had a one speaker on the TV, and it actually was attached to Angela's handheld remote that sat right in her bed so even when the tv was on most of the time i couldn't really hear it because the little speaker was right next to her without blasting the speaker if she was sleeping at nighttime you know because she was on the drugs in and out um you know you want something to do bring your phone put put a netflix app on your phone um along with that bring headphones because again she's going to be sleeping or baby's going to be in the room baby's going to be sleeping uh, but you're not ready. Maybe it's 10 p.m. Maybe it's 9 p.m. The wife's already out. She's conked out. And maybe you just want to watch some TV or you got some downtime. Bring your headphones. Um, a pair of AirPods will work perfect for this. Um, sweats and a hoodie. I brought my sweatpants. I brought a sweatshirt. Um, it's essential. Sometimes. Cold. Well, here's the funny thing. Hospitals are n- notorious for being cold. I don't remember our room being cold. I know in this podcast you said it was. I don't remember that. So along with that, I'm going to say bring a tank top and, sh- and shorts, like mesh shorts, to sleep in, lounge in, whatever. Because, listen, it's all about your wife in these these few days and her comfort and the baby's comfort. So you just kind of have to go along with whatever. So if she's cold, you know, the temperature in the room has got to be, you know, rise up. So you... <laughs> Bring your bring your sweat or bring your uh, shorts and your tank top because you might get hot. Vice versa, maybe she's hot and and it's and it ends up being cold in there. Bring your sweats. Um, just be ready with uh, I don't know a couple pairs of sweatpants, maybe a pair of shorts. That's probably all. Mm-hmm. 
you know, your socks. But, you, but the husband can also possibly leave if you have other guests coming to just take a break and well, sure. go get showered, get a change sure. of clothes, you know. So right, you this, have a lot more flexibility. Uh, that's true. But this is all about, hey, bring a bag so that this is what's in it. I get it. I'm just making the point. Okay. Yeah. All right. For for newbies like us, we we didn't know. Yeah. We, we honest, I feel like going into this, we really didn't realize that you would be able to take a break like that. Yeah, true. So, uh, Socks are obvious. Mm-hmm. Listen, I love the Nike um what do you call them dry fit like the dry fit socks mm-hmm. reason yeah. is because you can wear these to bed to sleep in under the blanket and all that you can move around they stay on your foot real well with the cheap socks sometimes just fall off i hate that um okay slides slippers they're essential reason is you might need to go out in the middle of the night or out into the hallway uh to get i don't know a coke out of the vending machine or uh, maybe even over to the cafeteria, but you just don't feel like lacing up your shoes or whatever. Um, bring some slides because if you're kind of drowsy, it's 4 a.m. and, you know, wifey wants a Coke um, and you don't want to ring the nurses for whatever reason or maybe they're going to bring you a Coke um, or you just want your own bottle. I'll go out and get it. Um, something you missed, which is not necessarily a guy essential, but we did use this. So I'm going to say it is the oil diffuser. You know, I thought it, and then I it like it was it's, a fleeting thought. It's not essential. No. You don't have to have it. Um, but I did bring it for Angela because she we talked about wanting it, and we did use it. Uh, we brought her oils and an oil diffuser, and the only thing again, it speaks to making it feel more comforting and making it feel more like home. So you're not feeling you're you're in the scientific hospital room for three to four days with a little bit of like smelling good stuff. It just feels like you're in a relaxing environment and maybe it's some oils that you burn in your house or your candles or whatever it makes you feel like you're home and comfortable um dudes also bring some advil and some zantac those are kind of like staples for me heartburn meds and like headache meds you know you might get a headache you're not going to probably get very good sleep in the hospital the first three days so you know if you end up like your body hurts your, your joints hurt you got a headache from no sleep or you're not you know whatever eating properly because all you're eating is like hospital junk type food just, just bring some Advil or Motrin or whatever, because um, it could happen. Two to three changes of clothes in general, I think, is what you need. Um, now, like Angela said, I had a unique situation because I actually, for a couple of various reasons, I actually did leave the hospital and come back. Uh, we were in a fortunate position where we had some other people come in. I was able to take a break, or it made sense for me to go home and grab something. And, of course, I just took a shower at home. So I actually didn't even have to shower at the hospital at all. Um, so that it worked out for me. But I would say two to three changes uh, of clothes um, will work. And don't bring don't bring any of this like fancy stuff. You know, look, if you're going to be chilling at the hospital, just be comfortable. Maybe bring one nice shirt for some photos and some jeans. And that's about it. Uh, chapstick. Chapstick is a big one. Again, maybe the hospital's dry. Maybe it's not dry. I don't know. Just bring some chapstick because you might want it. Um, okay, here's a couple of big question marks from me that I put, but it could be beneficial for you as a sleep mask. I think. Oh, that's when I forgot. Yes. I think I brought a sleep mask, um, which I, I know a lot. If you're a guy out there listening and you don't wear one, you're probably laughing. I've been made fun of it for, before. A couple of my friends wear them religiously. I don't. I wear, I them. wear them religiously. You do every night. Mm-hmm. I, every now and then I'll wear one. I can't sleep without it now. Yeah. So you never know what the light situation in your hospital room is going to be. Even if you've got blinds or whatever, um, you know, again, 
your sleep is not going to be on any kind of an amazing schedule. So you have to sleep when you can, sleep when the baby's sleeping, especially if the baby's chilling in your room with you. So you've got to get some shut-eye when you can, and if it's daytime and the blinds aren't amazing in the room, bring a sleep mask and you can darken it for yourself. Um, Also, even in the middle of the night, nurses, the first couple of days will be coming in a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, it's sort of up to you. Whether like every you, hour, basically. Yeah, it's up to you whether you want to get up and see what they're doing or not. Um, you might say yes right now, but come like late in the first night or the second night, you might not want to get up and look to see what the nurses are doing. These nurses are very stealthy. They don't come in every hour and flip on lights. They come in, they do what they do, and they get out. Most of the time, it's just checking a temperature or uh, changing a diaper. The nurses, by the way, will change the diaper for you. Basically, the whole time you're in the hospital, although most parents, and this is what we did, we, we wanted to start changing the diaper as soon as we could. So I think the first night, I let the nurses completely change the diapers. Angela was still out of it. But the, the first night, the, the, the nurses pretty much did everything. Um, but I was up every time they came in just to see what was going on, see what they were doing, make sure everything's okay. But by that second night, you start to feel routine almost, you know? Um, so... Anyway, I already mentioned tank top and shorts in case it's hot. Mm-hmm. Clearly, also, you know, your toiletries. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really need to get into it. it it's, a, it's a toothbrush. It's toothpaste. It's some deodorant. You know, maybe, Yeah, maybe I mean, some, I forgot to say that. Maybe some face I, wash. I felt like I that was know. like a given. It is kind of a given. Those are the things that I find as a guy essential uh, to a hospital stay. Um uh, I would have I would have not made it without a pillow and a blanket. Did I mention that? You did not. Okay. That But somebody told us that and that we are all the wiser for doing it. This is probably one of my most important things. I could wear the same clothes for 3 days. I could not brush my teeth for 3 days. I could not watch my phone for 3 days. I could not get any sleep without a pillow and a blanket and the reason is because the ones they supply you with at the hospital are absolute garbage. Mm. hot stinky garbage mm-hmm. the it's true the blankets are so thin mm-hmm. that you have like no coverage i mean it's 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 about it's about like an airplane blanket maybe worse you know when you're sitting in first class it's probably not even that good the pillow oh. has a like kind of a plasticky type cover it's extremely thin it's a nightmare in i mean my you opinion. might as well be sleeping on air and honestly um for the wives out there they should probably bring their pillow too. And if they don't, husbands, maybe just sneak it in the car because Angela ended up actually sitting on her pillow that gave a little more support to the to the because terribly the uncomfortable crease, bed. Right. The, the bed, like honestly, the mattress is the equivalent of like a pool rack. Yeah. And for me, the blanket that I brought was one of those big, massive, like king-sized, real comfortable blankets. And I, I would suggest that. A little throw blanket is not gonna be real comfortable. If you bring yourself a big blanket... And, and, a, and a good pillow, then, um, you know, you'll be feeling comfortable, cozy, get some sleep when you can. That way, when you're up, you can totally be there for your wife and your new baby and, you know, tend to them uh, in the best way possible because you are well-rested and comfortable. So that's my tips for the guys out there packing their hospital bags. So let's move on to the diaper bag. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's just a couple of things. Okay. I way overpacked your diaper bag. Like it was so full that I couldn't even zip it, I think. And in hindsight, it was dumb. Your baby will wear a swaddle 
possibly a little hospital hat and a diaper. The whole time. The whole time. Maybe a onesie. That the hospital supplies. Maybe a onesie if you bring a onesie. Now it's your uh, it's your personal preference if you want to dress your baby. For a photo shoot or something? Yeah. But you don't need that stuff is what you're you saying. You don't need it. Because the hospital gives it to you. Yeah. Now, when you leave the hospital, you do not get to take the blanket. They give you a handful of diapers. They give you... So a going home outfit you will need. Yes. Okay. And they give you the little hat. They don't give you booties. They don't give you a blanket. They don't give you an outfit. Maybe your hospital does. Ours did not. They did give us a, a congratulatory onesie to take home, but it was like for six to nine months or something like that. So mm. she would have been swimming in that. So in your diaper bag, these are what you need. You don't really need diapers, but I'd have a diaper and a small amount of wipes. She's saying that because the hospital supplies them. They supply them. You need a going home outfit. You need a blanket because if it's cold outside or in the car, you need a blanket. You need a binky if you're going planning to give your baby a binky. Even if you're not, maybe just bring it because we were not planning on it. And we ended up doing it, and it really helped us. What? Which one? A binky. A binky, yeah. The binky, we we ch- were not going to give her one at all. And let me just say that, and I've said this before in the past, that when your milk's not coming down, they're fussy, they're screaming, they're crying because they're hungry. And that's why their cluster feeding is trying to signal your body to start producing milk. So a binky will at least give your poor little nips a, a break. Uh, binky, blanket, diaper bag going home outfit and a car seat you can't take the baby home without a car seat yeah that's not a hospital bag thing but that's an essential obviously essential you can't go home without it and that's really it i mean these little these little things are like basically little baby slugs and they don't do a whole lot but poop cry and eat yeah and they don't even really look at you they don't even really pee pee at first it's just all poop remember yeah black tar poop. black tar poop and then it starts to change and that's really it. Pretty essential stuff. Pretty basic stuff. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we covered it. Those are our essentials. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, leave them at Hello Baby Podcast on Instagram. Um, or um, Angela and I's handles at Matt Lanter, at Angela Lanter. And uh, that's pretty much it. Or Twitter, Hello Baby Pod on Twitter. And hey, go over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, rate and review us. We'd love that. We would love you guys to do that. Mm-hmm. And it'd be much appreciated. I will hop on my blog and list out everything we talked about in this episode that were like actual spe- specifics. I'm not going to like link stupid stuff like toiletries, but I am going to link the stuff that we talked about. So visit there if you want to see. It's AngelaLanter.com. Thank you guys for listening today. And we will be back next week with a new episode of Hello Baby Podcast. See you later.